Hello, everyone. Welcome to Does Island Games, and my name is Richard, as always, uh, your host. And we've got two guests today, which is a first for Does Island Games. We're going to be doing the same as same conversation, but with two people waiting in the wings to talk. So instead of me yabbering on and ruining who they are, let's tell let's let them tell who they are and where you can find them on their corner of the internet. Uh, my name is Tom. I'm Chris. Uh, and we have a show called One Hour, One Decision uh, that you can find wherever you enjoy your podcasts. We're also available on YouTube. You can watch us play the games live on Twitch as well. Uh, but uh, primarily, uh, I think the podcast is the way to go. Cool. So, uh, yeah, if you guys haven't heard it, their, their podcast is great. Um, and... So with one hour, one decision, how would you describe that thought process? A, how did the name come about? And B, why one hour, one decision? Um, so, you know, Tom and I used to do a radio show back in college. And, um, you know, this was just a way for us to reconnect again after so many years. College has been a very long time for us. So, <laughs> um, and I, I had... Um, I come up with this idea uh, one night when I was like, I just had, I just got Game Pass, and I was overwhelmed with the amount of games, and now even more so because yep. of the Activision acquisition. But oh yeah, anyway, um, but yeah, I was uh, I was overwhelmed, and then I saw the surprise me button, and I was like, huh, that's that's kind of cool, and um, I clicked the button, and I was, I, you know, it gave me a game, a random game to play, and I was like, you know, it'd be kind of cool to be able to talk about a game for an hour and keep it under an hour or like keep the podcast under really 22 minutes if possible. And, um, you know, pitch the idea to Tom and then the, the name, I think we kind of workshopped here and there and, um, I don't know, kind of rolled off the tongue a little bit. Yeah, no, maybe. it does. It does. <laughs> um, that's a really cool idea. So you literally open game pass hit surprise me and whatever yep. game it is, is the game you play. Yep. Uh, so, like recently, we had Play Along Pod. One of the, we've had a couple of guys from there. They yep. literally play the yep. game through. So, do you play the whole game, or do you just play no. as much as you can? We play as much as we can in one hour. Okay, yeah, that's cool. That's... So we're just we just that's that's the limitation. You, we only play what we can play in the hour of the play playthrough, and then that's it. Then we stop. Pencils down, hands off the controller, whatever it is, or actually pencils. That's when we actually start writing. That's yeah. when, yeah. Controller down, pencils up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say, if you're writing for the hour and the controller's been down, there's, there's been yeah. not a lot of action on the game. Uh, exactly. Well, then, yeah, then yeah. that's a game that we don't want to play. So, but yeah, like, I, I mean, we, we thought about this. I, I thought about this idea, like, um, if you don't grab me in the first hour, I feel like then, you know, you haven't you haven't really done your job. But, and I get it, there's a lot of games that, that you know, take a lot more. Yeah. Uh, to you know, build up you know whether it's world building or or whatever it is. But I feel like at least that first hour you should get the mechanics down, right? Like you should know the basics of like, all right, is this a fun game to play? Yep. I hope I hope Tom agrees. To that. I don't know. He's been yeah, doing no, this for I, 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 So <laughs> when when uh, Chris approached me about doing the show, I was like, yeah, okay, but like I don't want this to take up like a hundred million hours. Like otherwise. We're going to drop off and we're not going to keep doing it. And yeah. we had tried doing another podcast in the before 
and it just didn't work out because we didn't have enough constraints. So having the constraint of we're only going to play the game for an hour and having a, a secondary constraint, which was really my constraint, where I'm like, I, I want these shows to be under 30 minutes. Like, yeah. I want them to be like a syndicated uh, television sitcom length. Yeah. You know, like an episode of an anime or something. Like, and that's why that 22 minutes, right, is, is sweet. <laughs> if, if I get real excited if we can be under 20 minutes. If we give me in the teens somewhere, I'm like, oh, great. I love it. <laughs> so you'll be the first guest that's ever sped run Desert Island Games. We're gonna, be, <laughs> we're gonna be done. <laughs> Tom, Tom's gonna list his games. Right, see you later, guys. I'll, uh, I'll, yeah. I'm out. I mean, basically, uh, I, if you get me going on a topic, though, I could talk for hours and hours about stuff. Uh, but I, I don't, I don't know that that's good entertainment. Uh, I'm not sure. So uh, I, I like having them short and sweet and concise. And uh, anyway, so that, that that's I think. It's a really good show. way to kind of uh, – we'll get on to, the, to Desert Island Games in a second, but it's a really good way of consuming that media. And I, I agree with you. We don't have – like most of us on this earth do not have enough time in the day to sit there and dedicate eight, ten hours a day to play, uh, you know, games. I, yeah. For example, I'm currently playing through Divinity Original Sin 2, and that game is huge. The game is yeah. – uh, but I've got to dedicate – like that's one game I can play, and I can't really dedicate it to anything else because – of that of the, the scope but yeah, yeah so guys uh, you know when you're done with the show if you if you look in the podcast link description you'll see all their socials go check them out go follow them go show them some love and uh, go listen to their show because i promise you you'll be in for a for a treat um and 22 25 minute podcast length is some of the perfect podcast length you can get um especially uh, you know if it's pointed and because sometimes you get like an hour show and they've they started on a topic and at the end they're repeating the same topic over and it's a bit like okay yeah so that's cool so but that's that part but we're going to talk about if we were to put you two on an island now i'm going to ask this because it's the first ever one with two guests on do you want to go on the same island or should we put you on separate islands i you know I, i'm easy I, I think maybe we should put you on separate ones because everyone gets their own individual islands uh, I've I've put loads of people on islands. I, I haven't rescued any yet, so uh, <laughs> you can be on the same one or anything. So as I alluded to, it is the first one with two guests, and we have the same categories. We've got childhood game, and we go for all of them. I kind of want to get to know about uh, Chris and Tom when it first kind of started for you before before we get into the games. Um, I don't mind who goes first. You can rock paper scissors if you like, uh, but like we'll start. I'm gonna actually I'm gonna nominate Chris. So for you, when was the first kind of kick for when you got into gaming? When was that first kind of real memory? Um, when I went over to a um, a family friend's house and they had a had a it was a PC at the time, and they they loaded up their the first adventure game that I ever saw my eyes on, um, Indiana Jones and Lucas and Lucas Arts. That nice. was uh, that was really fun. It was a really cool game, but um, but yeah, that after that I was hooked. I was hooked on like for the most part. Uh, my early years was was computer games. Like I had I had a Nintendo, but um, that was the one and only system that my parents bought for me. Yep, because I made such a scene at the store that <laughs> that they were like You're never getting anything from us again. So yeah. But you know, they they got me a computer, and I was still able to buy stuff from there. So, 
you know, uh, whether it's, uh, I think I, I went through like pretty much every LucasArts game at the time because it was like that, all the Star Wars games, mm-hmm. like the X-Wing, TIE Fighter, all that stuff. And I think a lot of them came through um, with like when you were buying your Sound Blaster, sound, uh, th- th- that, that stuff, that was great. So I was uh, and getting that and the CD, CD-ROM drive and getting the games from there too. It was, it was awesome. Good times. Like there are going to be people that listen to this that don't know what a CD-ROM drive is. <laughs> That's going to be the scariest thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah. unbelievable that, you know, we now build computers without that piece of technology because yeah. everything's done from USB or anything like that. And it's crazy. like, yeah, crazy. Um, Tom, I suppose the same thing for you. For people, I'm going to describe this. I can see on the back there's a there's a there's a massive wall of of I'm guessing gaming. You've got a really nice, neat kind of like the snares, the the net, uh, N64 stuff. Come when did it kick for you? Like there's a, there's a massive wall of memorabilia of gaming there. Yeah. So uh, like Chris, I, I definitely had uh, a background in PC gaming, but for me. Uh, it was definitely the original Nintendo, the NES. Uh, that was my uh, intro to gaming, and more specifically, you know, Mario Brothers Duck Hunt. Uh, and just, I, I can't remember exactly, you know, what year that was, but it, it must have been, you know, probably late 80s. And I yeah. probably was so little that, you know, uh, I know that the system came out in, what, like 85 or something like that. Um, but... I don't have any memories from that time period. So like, it's gotta be a few years later, maybe I was five or six years old or something like that. So there's not really a time that it, I can recall that I didn't have a console, you know, yeah. that I was playing on. Yeah, NES was my first. Um, I remember going to a local shop in the city near us and bought a the Mario Duck Hunt cartridge and my kids were like, is that really how games used to be? I'm like, yes, yes, it was. Yes, it is. It used to be like this. Um, so, Tom, um, Chris, we'll go with Tom. What is the if we were on a desert island, the childhood game, and and why would you leave that one behind? Oh no, sorry, why would you take it with you? Uh, so I had to when I was looking through all of these things and and trying to sort out and not have repetition, right? Yep. As we went through the list, uh, I gave myself some additional constraints. Uh, so I defined for myself childhood as less than 10. Okay. Uh, so with those constraints in mind, uh, I picked uh, Super Mario World uh, for the Super Nintendo. Uh, it, it came out on the first system uh, that I had any say in purchasing. Again, because I don't remember the NES. I just remember it in the house and that I was playing on it. So all those NES games, I don't know if I had a lot of control over which titles I got, right? Yeah, uh, but by the time Super Nintendo comes around, I'm old enough to be asking for things. Uh, so I remember saying like, "Oh man, I really want this," and I got it for you know my birthday. And it introduces my second favorite video game character, which is Yoshi. So if uh, if there's a game where you can play as Yoshi, that's who I play as. Period. Like end of discussion. So. <laughs> that's it done super mario world is great um it's an incredible a really good platformer like it's one of the best and i know people who have never played it like it's it's unreal that's a crime yeah (laughs) i don't i mean you i agree with you especially when you've got i know it's not the same but you've got mario maker out there where you can have it built in the super mario world so you can get a feel for mario super mario world it's one of the best if not the best Mario platformers. I'm going to say it out there and it's out on the internet, recorded, job done, but I think it is one of the best platformers out there. Uh, How hard it is to make a 
make a, a level too. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Um, and I've tried some of the ROM hacks as well. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're, they're mad. Um, Chris, I've got to ask you the same question. So there's going to be a lot of backwards and forwards. So yeah, for well. you, for your for your childhood game, um, so which one are you taking and, and, and why are you taking that one? Um, I know I know I've said this before on another podcast, but it's a game that is, is near and dear to my heart. Uh, Sam and Max Hit the Road from LucasArts. Another adventure game that I... I just love the characters. Uh, the art style was amazing, and it was just so it was so funny. And like, I, I like as I'm talking about it right now, I'm like, I'm going through the entire game in my head. Like, I just know. I mean, it was an adventure game, right? Like, you had to combine these things, do these things, and it's like trying to figure out all that stuff. And with with all the craziness of adventure games back in the day, where it's like stuff that you had to combine that you didn't make sense at all. Mm-hmm. But it was, but it was still like it was such a, um, it, it was such a memorable game in my heart, and so, yeah, that's what that's the game it would take for me. Yeah, it's it's kind of incredible how games even now can invoke quite powerful memories, you know. So there's games that I've got that I played when I was uh, Super Mario. The first Super Mario was the the one for me, or you know, it was one of the first games I ever remember playing. And dying lots, and it's, it's incredible how you can kind of just invoke powerful memories from it. So yeah, that's kind of why I put this on there because a we, we get to kind of have a bit of a backstory into what makes people gamers, um, and what really people you know used to enjoy. Because the gaming industry from back then to now is it's a completely different beast. Oh yeah. So you know uh, we were talking before we start the show. You've got Game Pass, and you were saying yourself overwhelmed by games. We never had that problem back then. <laughs> No, <laughs> you you know, a we weren't adults, so we didn't have to. We couldn't buy as many games as we want. But game, games weren't as free. The, the freedom of gaming now is ridiculous, mm-hmm. um, and that kind of oh man, my backlog is ridiculous, and all this that. But we we're kind of the blame to that, and it, back then was a much simpler time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, to go back, hey. <laughs> <laughs> so um, speed running. Uh, so I. I like speedrunning. I love watching it. This is why it's in there. It's a bit of a personal one. I've got an official time on speedrun.com for Mario Kart six, uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe on the Switch. I, at one point, was the top 50 and then got dumped right out and haven't done it since. Because <laughs> um, it really hurt. Got me. And I was like, I can't do it anymore. Uh, <laughs> so, have you ever dabbled? How do you go? Uh, I don't mind who goes first on this one. I don't, you know, has it ever been something you've looked into? I'm going to defer to Chris. Chris, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I am not that kind of a gamer where I'm trying to get the fastest time, or whatever. I mean, it's a miracle that I finish games, to be honest. Uh, so, but I, I, I do respect the like the art form of, or, or like the way that people are either exploiting games in a, in a way to get to get to the fastest time. Mm. I know some of the game developers themselves probably don't think that's fair but so be it um but you know it is it is cool and i but i don't think i could i i don't think i would have the patience to to do that yeah to like try to find the fastest time trying to find that exploits or whatever it is so yeah, that's why but, i picked mario kart because you <laughs> there's no exploits uh, in 60 uh, in mario kart 8 it's just you or the, it's your technique and how you get faster and stuff like that they're probably exploits that i weren't using but was the technique 
What about yourself, Tom? Is it something that you've ever tried? Uh, so it's funny. Chris and I agree here. Uh, I, I don't want anything to do with speed running. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, no, it's cool. So, so, but I still got an answer for you. So, so I was thinking to myself, okay, so if I was trapped on a desert island and I had to speed run something, right? Like I didn't have a choice in the matter. What would you pick? Uh, and so I picked the original Super Mario Brothers for the NES. Um, and the why is because even still today, I remember where most of the shortcuts are to get to the end of the game as quickly as possible. So I could probably do that very fast. Like I could get to the end of Super Mario Brothers probably faster than I could any other game that I would have. Yeah. And then I'd be done with this challenge and be able to move on. Well, I, I, I do want to point out, I didn't, it's not that, uh, I do have a game for this particular topic. Oh, and, well, and it what be, is it? It would, it would be Hitman. Okay. Because I there's, would... There's uh, many Hitmans. Which which hit, Hitman are we recruiting? Um, the original. I guess the, the original. Well, all of them. All of them. <laughs> the original, because that was another game that was, um, it was, it was just hilarious, that game too, but, uh, but the original Hitman was, uh, would be probably the game I would try to speed run. Uh, sure. yeah, the Hitman series is is great. I could so you just get, find a, a weapon and just mow everyone down. Yep, straight through. Job done. <laughs> well, well, I mean, I would like to do the silent assassin. Like, I would like to do that because I, I mean, you know, stealth games are are fun, but um, but like I, yeah, I would I would try to do it as quietly as possible and as quickly as possible just to see what I could get out of it. Yeah, and and the the new trilogy is out on game pass too which is awesome so i get to maybe try that yeah know. it is i was i was shocked to see it drop on game i was like because uh, I, was, I was sitting there thinking i might pick up hitman 3 might pick hitman 3 and then it came out on game pass and i'm like well i don't have to buy it anymore yeah exactly <laughs> it'll be so there good. it'll be on there for about a year so i you know in that time i may get round to it um I'm going to move on from speed i'm going to move on from speed running fast um thank you it's it's interesting before I do, but it's interesting to kind of get other people's perspective because like during lockdown uh, here in the UK and stuff, speed running like it did, you know, it blew up and everyone just seemed to like gravitate to it. And everyone was like, I want to try it. I want to do this. And I've got friends who advocate that it's the only way to play this or it's the only way to do that. And it's, it's, it's quite refreshing to hear two different sides of it, if that makes sense, because and I'm not saying that those people are wrong and anything like that. It's it's great to actually have an opposing opinion to it because it it got to the point where everyone was following it because it was the 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 in thing at the time. If that if that makes mm -hmm. sense. Yeah, people so, were bored. Yeah, yeah. Else <laughs> to do? So why not? <laughs> Stuck indoors for, for for ages, and everyone was just watching YouTube and Twitch of people <laughs> running games as quickly as possible. Um, yeah, no, no, it's it's it is good to hear the yeah, the opposing opinion. So moving away from speed running uh, before we you know the, it all ends. Games that you could repeat. I think this is it's it's definitely one of my favourite um, subjects. In because I think we all have a game or a couple of games where we can just kind of sit. Um, and I I make no bones about it. Like my my favourite series is Metal Gear, or I love Final Fantasy X. I will play one of those games at least once a year and I don't stream it, I don't video it, I just just play it because it's a game that I genuinely just enjoy. 
um but it's kind of like my kind of like taking out of the, the gaming industry and just i just sit and play it final fantasy 10 i've completed probably the best part of 30 times just because oh. i uh, but it doesn't matter how many times i play it i still the story's still great and everything else like that so it's one of those games that and i think everyone hopefully has got a game that they can repeat i'm gonna come with you chris on this one first what about yourself um fairly recent game and a game that i didn't really i was like eh whatever whatever about it uh well it's not recent anymore but the witcher 3 um there is just because there's i mean it's a gorgeous game it's still i think it still holds up and the world is just so expansive i don't i don't think i've even done all the side missions i will not play gwent though by the way i will not do that because i don't like card games and that was that was a, a big no-no but um but you know hunting all the monsters doing all the contracts and stuff like that that was really that was really fun and enjoyable and then like you know but but then the fact that the game has multiple endings mm. so to go back and do a new game plus and go through that whole whole game again I, i'd be definitely be intrigued to do it and now that I think about it, I probably will do it. So. It's it's a great game. And the fact that it runs so well on the Switch. Um, yeah. And you can take your save on the go. So, you know, you've got Steam cross-save, straight onto the Switch, play the same save. Oh, I was like, yeah, okay. So I've, I've got the got it on the Switch, and yeah, it's it's an incredible game. It really is. And yeah. it's one that you could repeat, yeah, because like you say, everything is slightly different. It's not a linear experience, no matter how many times you play it. Um, and it's uh, probably CDG Product Red's uh, last uh, uh, crowning achievement, because we all yeah. we all know what happened with Cyberpunk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was so much on that hype train. It yeah, was so was bad. Yeah. Tom's but. shaking his head at us because we were on the hype train there. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. what about you, Tom? Have you got any games that you can? You know, you got. Is it is that something you do? You ever do that kind of thing? Like repeat those games, and which one would you take with you? Uh, so I don't do it very often, uh, but there is a game that I have played more than once, and so it kind of by de facto gets on here, um, and that is uh, Chrono Trigger for the Super Nintendo. Uh, it doesn't surprise Chris at all, because he knows that this is one of my favorite games of all time. Uh, I think it's a great game. It's got fantastic music. Uh, it has multiple endings, so it's the kind of game where you could play it and then play it again and get a different outcome. Uh, so, you know, stuck on a desert island, bringing a game with me that I'm going to enjoy playing more than once, you know, from start to finish. I don't think I could pick a better one. No, there's a there's rumor of a remake coming, isn't there? I think there's this rumor going around at the minute. Chrono Trigger is supposed to be getting the remake tr treatment. Rumor, I don't uh, know. You know, we'll, we'll see. Rumor, <laughs> rumor, certainly. Uh, certainly not, not, not anything official. So, I've, heard, uh, I've heard a remake of Chrono Trigger's been coming for the last 10 or 15 years. So, Is it something that you would grab or, uh, you know, would you rather? Uh, I don't know. Risk? I don't know. It, it may, I guess if they did something interesting like what they did with Final Fantasy VII where they like took it and went in a different direction with it, yeah. I think that that would probably be a good thing to do. Uh, if they're just going to like take the exact same thing and just layer it with uh, today's graphics, I just don't think it would hold up as well. Like they'd have to do it in a style. Uh, it would need to look like Toriyama made it. Um, otherwise, I would be disappointed. 
so i'm not sure i guess we'll see how it goes i mean they kind of did that with dragon quest right yes that is true dragon they could make it look like dragon quest and i would be pretty happy i suppose um the uh but i would be far more interested in the proper sequel (laughs) is it the two is it the 2d 2.5 3d one they're doing for dragon quest 3 or something is that is would you have it in that art style or is it a different remake uh, well, we just recently, well, not recently, we, we did play, um, what was it, Dragon Quest 11? Uh, 11S, yeah. yes, yes. 11, yeah, that was on Game Pass. And uh, yeah, if it, I, I'm, I'm assuming that's what Tom's talking about. Like, that that is okay, what I'm yeah. talking about. Yeah. That's fair. So, um, because yeah. that, that'll still look good a while from now. Like, you right. got to be careful. This is something we talk about all the time on our show, where like, if you try to make something look really like hyper-realistic today, it's going to look like crap you know, in, in a decade. Yeah. Uh, but if you pick a style and you, you know, that's why the Mario games look good, you know, and are playable, you know, I mean, I guess not Mario 64, but most of them are. (laughs) Yeah. The, the, the the remakes of Mario 64 wasn't great. Um, (laughs) it kind of shows why it doesn't hold up, but yeah, there is a certain art style. I think, um, even things like Zelda wind waker still looks good today. You know, it still stands up because of that, uh, that style of art that they've picked. Um, you could play Zelda, you know, The, the Wind Waker um, without a problem. And you would think it was a game made this generation. Yes. So, yeah. I, I remember when it came out, people were just like knocking the art style. They were. A lot mm-hmm. too. Yeah, they didn't like it. They didn't yeah. like the, the child style, how Link looked and everything else like that. And I think you're right. I think if they're going to do a remake, they need to do something different you know uh they're gonna have to do something of a different art style i am going to say this and i I apologize tom but i've never played chrono trigger i know of it and i know of its legendary status and i normally what i do with the show is i take a game that one of the guests say um i'm gonna take two that the the guests say in this one because there's two of you i'm gonna play i'm gonna treat myself at some point to get around to playing chrono trigger because i feel like it's a game loads of people have told me as a JRPG fan, loads of people have told me to play it. So there you go. I will. Or you I will. could just say, we've been, back in college, Tom and I were talking about this game in front of a friend that hasn't hadn't played it yet. Right. And we basically terrorized him to play the game until he did. I think he. I think he was like he played through the game in two days, like straight. Right. Like, okay. Because he, he just he's, he he was doing a speed run before <laughs> speed running was a thing. <laughs> Because <laughs> he just got sick and tired of us talking about it. We're like, oh, we can't tell you about that. We oh, can't okay. tell you about that. So Sorry. <laughs> now, now my Twitter, because obviously you know who I am on Twitter. This is going to be, uh, it, uh, that's all it's going to be. Have you played Chrono Trigger? Have you played Chrono <laughs> No, it's, um, it, it's, a game, it's a game on my list. To It's always been on my list. Just haven't got around to it. But I will, I'll take that as a, I need to play it. And I think um, I'll dedicate some time over the next couple of weeks and I'll get around to playing it. I think that's um, yeah. going to be good. So... I usually try and guess this one, the next one, which is which system you would take. I don't know why. I've, I started just guessing, you know, and uh, I'm going to take a guess that Tom would take a Nintendo-based system. But Chris, I'm a little bit more, a little bit harder to read on this one. So um, we'll start with Chris. Like, if you would, you know, which system would you take on a desert island? Um, damn, this, this was a tough one, but I think I'd go with the Dreamcast. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, that's that, no one no one mentions that. There's a good reason <laughs> for it, but no one's mentioned it. <laughs> oh, I mean cuz um 
it uh, is a system that I that, that holds uh, another a nice a nice place in my heart too because there was a lot of cool games in, in that system and, and it it was ahead of its time when it came yeah. out for sure like online play was actually amazing on 56k modems like it was like what I was playing Fantasy Star online like a, it was a what is that it's pretty much an MMORPG at the time and it worked it ran pretty dang well um, and you know there was some great some great fighters on that system too mm. um like you know obviously marvel versus capcom um capcom versus snk all those uh virtual fighter um and of course power stone power stone was on there and that oh, that yeah. game needs a remake that game really needs a remake um and of course like, you know sonic games are were, were pretty good too and the uh that's this is where the start of the nba 2k and nfl all that stuff came out was right here it was awesome it was great it was great great system i remember going to a pc world to here and i remember seeing this box like on a stand and it was like sega's new console and i remember picking up the controller thinking what is this and then bought an an n64 and was happy with the controller like the irony of that (laughs) was like what um but yeah it was a system that was ahead of its time it really was um and just uh it's such a shame that it just didn't do what it should have done because i think if it was a different story for the dreamcast sega would be a different company and it would be a, a yeah. cornerstone of the gaming like gaming hardware market i think yeah. you know, the problem is um piracy run ran rampant like you yeah. could get all the games like, just burning off a regular cd cd round drives that worked it was great it, it it was a problem for it chris but the bigger problem for it was that it released off generation mm. yeah it was released in between the standard generations and those systems just never do as well yeah i think they're just trying to get a jump ahead get a jump right but, yeah but but you you've yeah. got to be ahead by a couple of months not yeah. ahead by years otherwise <laughs> you end up lost in the shuffle you you alienate alienate there because everyone's like what's this i don't yeah. know what this is why why do i want to play online why do i need to do and there's like the bits that you can connect to the bottom i think you could play it on the move as well yeah. like you could certain games i mean the stuff that it was doing it, we now sit here and take for granted in our games consoles you know yep. and you turn around to say to someone oh this was already done like years ago but it was in like a, a not an inferior package but a, in its infancy no, it's not. Like, yeah, yeah, it was. You know, and uh, your Dreamcast was was well ahead of its time, and I think it just it just dropped at the wrong point. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Tom, uh, let's see if my theory was correct. I don't know if it's going to be, but you know, we we'll always have a go. So, which system would you take? So that was a pretty safe guess on your part, um, and I would say that you're correct from a certain point of view uh, because I uh, I gave this a lot of thought. So I was like, it's got to be something I already own, right? I, I, again, trying to put more constraints on myself to, to narrow this down. So I originally put down something called the At Games Legends Gamer Pro, which uh, I'm not sure if people are familiar with, uh, but it is kind of a cheat. Like, I, it allows me to cheat around your whole question uh, <laughs> because... Uh, on it, I have all the classic retro systems installed on this. It's it's a like a dual unit um, fight stick setup. Okay. Uh, so I could play that till the end of time uh, because it's got 
everything on it. So I've got all my Super Nintendo games on it. I've got all the Nintendo games on it. I've got all kinds of stuff on it, you know? Uh, but I understand that that's probably cheating. Uh, so I've given myself a second, right? Like understanding that that's probably not fair. My my answer to your question is, I'm going to bring all the retro consoles with me. Ha ha, neener, neener. Um, Damn it, Tom. Well, I, I was I was like, look, it's, it's like you, you got to prepare. Like if you were a genie who was going to ask you, three, you know, for three wishes, you got to have them ready. Uh, so this was my wishes for more wishes. Right. But I, I understand that that's probably not fair. You found a loophole uh, in it that I never actually knew existed. There you go. Uh. Bingo. And see, like now I've saved you because now nobody else can say it because you can you can put in a veto before yeah. anybody else gets to it. Uh with that said, though, uh, my surprise, my answer is going to surprise you, uh, but probably not surprise Chris, uh, which is the Oculus Quest 2. And cool. uh, the, the why, there, there are a number of whys. Uh, it's lightweight. It's portable. Uh, it doesn't actually require anything else to be plugged into it. So I don't. It's like, bring your favorite console with you. It's okay, well, I don't have a television. You know, I don't have a source of power. Well, now you can't do anything with it. Uh, but the Oculus Quest 2 does work with, without all those things available to it. Um, and so You're just a shill for Facebook, aren't you? That's what's that, going on. That's what it is. It's, it's meta it now. It's meta. No, I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Meta. <laughs> um, surprise. But one of the problems that I have in my home uh, is I, I don't have a lot of space, right? And so in order to really take advantage of these uh, VR headsets, you need a lot of space. Yeah, I'm pretty sure on an island all by myself, I'm going to have a ton of space, which means I could set up a huge uh, room scale space, and then I'd effectively have my own holodeck, my own personal holodeck that I'd be able to enjoy on this desert island. So, uh, I'd love to, love to be on the plane that goes over this island watching Tom just flail his arms. So like, it's, like, it's deserted. There's nobody else around. I don't need to worry about anything. Uh, he's on uh, he's on Extreme and uh, Beat Saber. There he goes. Uh, yeah. um, we we got one for Christmas, and it's incredible. It's it's mad. I had a VR headset, a uh, mixed reality one, connected to my PC. So I do a lot of sim racing. Uh, so and I do it in VR uh, sometimes, but then we got a, the Oculus, and so I got rid of the the uh, mixed reality. But the Oculus is so clear and it's so comfortable, and yeah, now I sound like the shield for for Meta. Yeah, um, there you go. but most headsets make me feel sick. Mm. Where the Oculus hasn't, except from the other week where I was doing go kart racing on a sim race, and the problem is it was like you were in a go kart. And Eric, and uh -huh. there was like 40 other go-karts. The AI was set to like the hardest and they were just bashing into you, spinning you round. And that was the only time I really felt sick. Before that, Alien Isolation in VR. Also, not good. And then did Resident Evil 7 in VR. I lasted about half an hour. Never again. <laughs> Never again. Never again. Oh, man. Do you have a whole racing rig? Uh, so I have a steering wheel. Uh, okay. Which is here. So a lot of people see me sit like this. So I, I, I work from this position. Randomly thing to say that I work from this position. When I work from home, I work from here. So I sit like this, which is my arm on my steering wheel. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a steering wheel and I have pedals. 
So yeah, I don't have, but uh, my dad has a full blown racing rig with the TV in front, wow. sit in the wow. chair, and we we race each other, or I do some league racing as well. Uh, so yeah, I I absolutely love sim racing. It's it's one of the best things that I, I gaming wise, for me, I I managed to um, trigger some of the Call of Duty uh, community because I said um, there was this thread on Twitter. <laughs> I can't help it sometimes. It was just like a bit, and they were like, um, shooters are the best PvP. I like jump in a car and go racing on in a, on a sim race. Then you'll know PvP and come talk to me. And it was like. <laughs> <laughs> as like oh, fireworks start. but honestly I honestly if you ever get a chance to do proper online racing with a steering wheel and pedals and everything it will give you some of the most exhilarating PvP you can get huh. <laughs> when there's 40 cars going into turn one of a racetrack <laughs> and you're hoping you stay on the track that's 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 where it comes so yeah. yeah, but the Quest Two is is incredible. It really is. It is such a cool system. You'll be all right, Tom, until the battery dies. That's the problem. Yeah, I considered that. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to take. Six I, 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 I was presuming that there's some way that I'm going to be able to generate power. Otherwise, your whole thing falls apart, right? So. <laughs> we, we 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 have hamsters. They're using the wheels, so it's fine. Yeah, it's, just, it's slow slow charging. Um, so. Next, normally we'd go on to the unpopular opinions, but I've decided to leave them until a little bit later uh, because right. they usually, we get through the nice stuff and then we'll upset the internet at the end of the show with the unpopular opinions and the games you want to leave behind. Um, so this one's a bit of a straight I mean, this depends on what you see as generation. We've, we've had many generations that probably we've all been involved in at some point. Um, and what is like your favourite gaming generation? If you had that kind of, to, if you were on the island and there was a right you could pick from this generation this generation of games that's it what generation would you pick from uh tom uh this this you had alluded to earlier too uh not a big surprise here uh my favorite generation is the super nintendo snes yeah uh so you know you, you had said i was going to pick a nintendo console and <laughs> and you were right you know my favorite generation definitely was uh, Super Nintendo. And uh, if I had to pick a game, and now I've already taken out Chrono Trigger, right? Because I've already picked it yep. uh, as a game that I replay. Uh, so I had to narrow my choices down. And the most obvious choice for me left uh, is Mega Man X. Uh, I think that's a game, another game with great music, uh, great tight mechanics. Uh, it's a really great game to play. It feels real good playing it. Um, on our show, we talk about something, you know, everybody says this, uh, you know, show me, don't tell me. Um, and Mega Man X is a game that does this perfectly. Um, and so it's just one of my favorites. Uh, you know, it's it may be my second favorite game after Chrono Trigger. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure, uh, but it was obvious to me. Once I picked Super Nintendo, I was like, it's got to be Mega Man X. Yeah. Because we had uh, in in Europe, we had a different Super Nintendo to the to to America, didn't we? We had the different style one. Um, mm -hmm. You had the the purple style one with the purple bits, yep. and then we had the, I think it was the rounded one. If I'm, I can't, yeah. remember, can't remember off the top of my head. Um, but yeah, they did the Super Nintendo Mini, uh, which was cool. Uh, even though Nintendo doesn't have, know how to emulate their own games, um, <laughs> it's one of the worst things in the world. <laughs> uh, 
Nintendo gets a lot of shade thrown at them, and rightly so most of the time. Uh, what yeah. about yourself, Chris? What's your favorite generation? If you had to take one generation with you, um, I would say the PlayStation Two. Um, because I think yeah, that was that. I I think that's when Sony was just like, like they were just making hits after hits after hits, yeah. and it was like so many games that like I'm I mean I, I'm I'm even thinking about it right now. Like, what game would I pick from this generation? And it's tough. It's like it's such a tough um one to go through. And but if if I were to pick, it'd probably be. Metal Gear Solid 2. You know, it was such a weird game at the time. Like, it was pretty controversial for sure uh, when it yeah. came out. Because <laughs> it's like, wait, what? What? Um, but yeah, it. And but if I were to pick a racing game, it would be Burnout 3 Takedown. That was like my like I I'm so mad that when EA said that they were doing the backwards compatibility for Xbox that game was like left out and they gave me Burnout Paradise I'm like no give me Burnout 3 that was like the best game but um but yeah uh that I know I know I gave you two games so I apologize yeah you know you're right (laughs) you gave me two games Tom gave me a new system that's got all the other systems (laughs) on it I think we can allow two games (laughs) So, but yeah, the, the, that's that's probably my that was my picks for that. For yeah, that, uh, question. You alluded to it with uh, when you said about Sony, thinking you know they were on top because I remember when they launched the PS3. When they launched the PS3, they thought they were still on top. Yeah, <laughs> and it soon brought them back down to earth. It's it's the hubris, and it's a cycle that repeats itself with them yeah. time and time yeah. again. You're know, seeing it happen sure. again right now. Yeah, they they take for granted that they've got it all locked down, and then somebody else is able to go. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, look at us. Oh, you know, we're we're over here. And I remember, um, slightly off topic, but I remember watching E3. I think it must have been 2019 was the last E3 we had in person. Mm-hmm. Uh, Uncle Phil, as he's you know known as, he comes out on stage and he says. Haven't got a lot of games to announce, but we bought this studio. We bought this studio. We bought this studio, and everyone's sitting there going, "Oh, well, what's PlayStation got? PlayStation of one E three, yada yada yada." But actually, what they were doing, they were setting that groundwork because they've just launched hit after hit after hit after hit, and then they've bought recently, obviously Activision, or they're acquiring Activision Blizzard and <laughs> acquiring their mess. <laughs> I'll only be I'll only be semi happy if. Bobby Kotick gets the the boot. Yeah, <laughs> if uh, you know, you know, without going off topic too much, but that's what Microsoft's been doing. That's what they've been doing. That's they've been playing the slow game. They've seen people go, "We love PlayStation because they're exclu- exclusive." So we love this, we love that. But actually, Phil Spencer sitting there going, "Don't worry, we're going to have some exclusives in a couple of years' time." Starfield is now an Xbox exclusive, available yeah. on Game Pass. Um, and now you're going to have, quite possibly, the future is going to have Diablo Four as an Xbox exclusive. Yeah, you That's know, crazy. mad. You could. Here's a, here's a crazy thought. You'll be able to play pay for your Game Pass subscription and play World of Warcraft. This, yeah. and this is something we should have all seen coming from the very <laughs> first Xbox when when uh, Halo was going to be a PC game. 
And Microsoft came onto the battlefield and said, no, well, that's going to be ours. Yeah. And that's, that's how they introduced themselves into the gaming place is by buying a company and releasing their game as their, you know, yeah. somebody else's they, game as their game. They, remember, they were, they were trying to buy Nintendo too. Yeah. They're I mean, to... <laughs> the only crazy. thing that'll stop them is, is, is Nintendo's, <laughs> you know, honor yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. the only reason they didn't buy nintendo is nintendo wanted them to use the uh the voice app the uh the mobile app and microsoft refused uh, <laughs> you know Whoa. so but it, it's crazy isn't it that we're, we're living in a world where we woke up last week or we two weeks ago activision blizzard was this company that was free fall falling probably into obscurity held at the pinnacle of gaming at one point you know diablo 2 world of warcraft mm-hmm. uh, you you talk to non you know people who do not play games non-gamers whatever you want to call those people they, they'll know of world of warcraft yeah. they'll know of it and then all of a call sudden of yeah call of duty uh, 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 32 studios xbox have got 32 and it's this and it's the fact that it's going to be xbox and pc exclusives you know, it's just, it's going to be a mad couple of years. I think 2023 is when the ink's supposed to dry, so we'll see what happens. But, yeah, the prospectors of, I mean, I won't bother with buying Diablo 4 now, because the possibility (laughs) to become the the Game Pass, what's the point? So, um, yeah, it's interesting for the future generations of of gaming, I think. So do you guys have an underrated gem that you take with you? So it's a it's quite a good one. Mine uh, mine I, I want everyone to play is Crosscode. I advertise this every week on the show, and Crosscode is is such an underrated game. Apparently, it was made in HTML5. So that's that's a thing. Um, it was on Game Pass at some, but it's not anymore. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It was. Um, it's such a good game. But that's my underrated my underrated gem. Um, and yeah. I'll, Chris, do you have an underrated gem? Um, I played this game, Crosscode. Maybe I don't know. Anyway, um, underrated gem. I had to think about this one, but I want to say it was Def Jam Fight for New York. <laughs> That's a great game. It was so good. So and like I think oh, I remember, like it had a pretty decent story, and like the the fighting mechanics were great. Yeah, I think they. I think these are the guys that made um, the N sixty four Royal Rumble, um, Royal Rumble games, and they just took that stuff, that, that whole fighting mechanic, and brought it into this. And it was like when the game came out, we were like, "This is ridiculous! Like you're just fighting rappers, like or R and B people. This is dumb." But like when you play, you're like, "Wow!" Like the the sheer fact, like the environmental stuff that you can do, like throw them into. Uh, throw them into the crowd the crowd interacts with them pushes them punches them stuff like that it was like oh such a good game and then um again another game that i wish they did backwards compatibility on but just oh, gotta find a old ps2 or something though. wish they'd re- like, bring it back out like it's such a good yeah. game it's such a good game and the soundtrack was was really good uh, and everything about yeah. it was was solid the fact that you say yeah. you're beating up rappers of you know it's just a very good game and again it is one of those games that people just don't know about it fell within like that kind of people picked up and was like well, I don't like that kind of music I'm not going to play it <laughs> simple as that you know it was like yeah. oh. and then moved on to Tekken or something like that but it it right. was just as good if not yeah. better um, yeah what about yourself Tom so it's it's funny because I 
picked out a game here, maybe mis misunderstanding exactly what you were going for uh, with it. So I'd be remiss to not say something about Pokemon because it's such a wonderful series that I love very much. Um, but a lot, you know, everybody says, you know, the original games are fantastic. You know, people have opinions about a lot of different ones for different reasons, but people's favorites tend to be older ones. Yep. Uh, and one of my favorite uh, Pokemon games is actually Pokemon X, uh, which is the th on the 3DS. Yep. Um, I think it was a great kind of soft reboot uh, of Pokemon that I think that even if you were not a Pokemon fan, you could pick that up and understand Pokemon right like as if it was the first game that was ever made in the series. Yeah. Um, but I, but that perhaps that's too well liked. So I have something that I, I think nobody likes that, that I'll, I'll recommend if you're interested in hearing it. Yeah, go for it. Uh, just quickly on Pokemon X, I think it's the one you don't really hear about anyway. Like everyone plays that, like the other ones. Platinum is the one that everyone plays. Mm. Nuzlocks are done on platinum, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. So yeah, X, I agree with you. But yeah, if you've got a, a more underrated game than that, then yeah, let's hear it. Yeah. So uh, and that is why I was like, I think Pokemon X will fit here based on what I was understanding of of the question. But yeah, here we go. This ready for the hot take. Uh, Fifty Cent, Blood in the Sand. Oh, <laughs> it's so much fun. It's such a good game. It has no right to be a good, fun game, but it is. Um, and uh, it's not terribly long. Uh, so anybody out there could pick that up and beat it pretty quick. You know, as I was, it's funny. That game is so expensive now to get. Cause it's it doesn't surprise me because it's, it's really good. Yeah. I do and nobody would have nobody would have thought it was good. So, you know, like E.T. games, right? Like th throw them in a landfill. These must be terrible. And then there's only five of them left. And people are like, well, wait, actually, it's pretty good. You should play this. And then you yeah. can't find it. Yeah, I do remember this. Um, yeah, that was one of those games. I think I, I think I did. I think I, a bit, I picked it up, sort of played it, and then kind of moved on to the next one and kind of didn't really think about it. Um, but yeah, I can imagine the original. Um, I'm just now putting on 50 Cent, Blood in the Sand. I was going to see if there was... What it was going like, for I, on eBay. I got it for PS3. Uh, okay. How I played it. Xbox 360. There's a, there's one there for like 50 quid. <laughs> Which is like <laughs> retail price for a brand new game now. Yeah. Insane. Um, that's a crazy... That's it's crazy, isn't it? Like, yeah, PlayStation 3. Superb sealed condition. 50 pounds. Crazy. Yeah absolutely bonkers to even think that that's uh that's like that um but yeah that is a very underrated game man I, that even been wiped from my memory until uh -huh. <laughs> until you said it and i didn't even think of it when i was preparing for this question i was like oh man thinking thinking and then he said def jam and like you could if you go back and rewatch the video you can see the <laughs> my face light up when i realize uh 50 cent blood in the sand what a shout that's great uh, i mean yeah unless you've got a ps3 and you can find it somewhere cheap don't pay 50 pounds for it please <laughs> i'm not sitting here recommend that you play 50 pounds for, for for 50 cent uh you know please please don't 
Um, it's a bad bad unit for conversion of wealth. <laughs> it's very bad. If you're paying fifty pounds for that game, you definitely don't deserve to be wealthy. Uh, <laughs> let's be honest. Um, but yeah, I think I think it is great to see to hear those kind of games being mentioned. Um, we got a, a last yesterday or a couple of weeks ago. Sorry, when I spoke to one of my guests, he spoke. I said about I am alive. Never heard of it. A game on the PS3 yeah. that was uh, it's available on PC. It's a Ubisoft title, so it's on the U- Ubisoft launcher. I found it for I found uh, the game for three quid. I'm going to play it because I want to know what that game is like. But you know, it's one of those games, and it'll fall in the same obscurity of like Fifty Cent, Blood in the Sand, and stuff like that. And that's why I enjoy doing this show because we get these really kind of like mixed question like answers of of different games so yeah that's that's brilliant i uh def def if if you do have like an old system out there and you have the ability to play, play these games play them because they're great they are they work deserve time def jam's a great game and 50 cent blood in the sand as you say it, it's better than it deserves to be yeah so it, it shouldn't be as good as it is no no <laughs> No, uh, it's quite surprising. So we're going to move on to your unpopular opinions. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing we've got one each. Uh, this is this is a brilliant. This is where. So the good part of the podcast, if you like, is done. We're now about to burn the internet to the ground uh, with people's unpopular opinions um, of gaming. Um, some of my favourite so far have been that someone likes to buy the XP boosters from a from a from the store because they don't have time to to level their character up. Found that brilliant. Um, from my my one of my popular opinions, Final Fantasy VII is an overrated game. I agree. Uh, yeah. I <laughs> Which, agree. <laughs> for, the, for what it's worth, so do I. <laughs> the love that game gets is it doesn't deserve it. So anyway, um, so let's upset the internet one at a time. Tom, what is your unpopular gaming opinion? Jeez. Uh... So like, when I got this question at first, I was like, I, "Is this just like an un, an opinion on gaming that I have that's unpopular?" And that's what it sounds like it is. Man, do I have a lot of those. <laughs> uh, so we could be here all day talking about Tom's unpopular opinions. Sounds like uh, its own podcast I, in itself. <laughs> it might be its own show. Uh, I don't like competitive games. Uh, I don't like streaming. I think streaming's dumb. Uh, and but I think the biggest one, and he, here we go. I'll brace myself. Gamer. Yep. I, I, you said burn them down. I'll burn the whole internet down. Uh, I think the w- word gamer is stupid. I can't stand it. Uh, I avoid using it at all costs. You, you won't hear me say the word gamer. Or if, if I do, after I say it, I hate myself for it. <laughs> I think. Um... I think it's fair because I don't understand. I don't understand where it came from. Like just because we sit down and play games, you got. I, I don't know. It's it's quite, it's it's such a stupid term. I know I've used it earlier in the show. I think I it was like non-game or whatever. But yeah, I don't get it. I don't understand. I, I never have, and I don't try and categorize people who play games as a gamer because. Um, the only time it would make sense is if you're talking about a professional gamer, like the people who play StarCraft comp- competitively or whatever. Yeah. And at that point, like, maybe maybe that's the problem, right? Is that that's a professional gamer? Like, I, I don't, aren't maybe that should just be a gamer. 
right? <laughs> like if, if gaming is your profession, you are a gamer. Yep. Right. In the same way that if accounting is your profession, you're an accountant. Like because you play video games, you know, like, I don't know. That's a, a no, fan. It's, it's, it's a fair point. I'm, I just, yeah, I don't, don't understand it. I saw a thread again on Twitter. Someone posted a picture of Nintendo Switch and it said, if you start here, you're not a real gamer. Like, what does that, <laughs> what does that what? even mean? <laughs> like, like, you do realize that people are, that's their first ever games console because they are getting into an age where they can buy a games console. Right. Just, like, that's, that's where I hate that term. You know, when people say, yeah. oh, you haven't played, you, you, you used help in Dark Souls. You're not a gamer. Get good. Mm. And it's like, yeah. you sound like an absolute, you sound like it's school, it's playground bullying yeah. for no reason. And yeah, it's that, it's the, I think for me, it's the toxicity that comes with it that drives me insane with that kind of term. Yeah. And that, maybe that's the root of it for me. It's just, I feel like it's, it's an inclusive, exclusive term. Like it's a term to say like, we're, we're this thing and you're not. And yeah. I, I just, I don't like it. You know, people who use iPads to play games or their phones, they play games as much as the next person, you know. And I have uh, I have the iPad Pro, the, the last, not the M1 one, but the one before it. That plays Divinity Original Sin 2. Huh. Okay? So if so if I play my and and this this is that that part of that thread again that was going on about if you play you know if you if the switch was your first console you're not a gamer and then someone else put a picture of an iPad if you play games on this you're not a gamer I'm like so hang on a minute so I play Divinity Original Sin 2 on this does that mean I'm not a gamer Yes, <laughs> like, not it's so Better dumb stop making this show yeah, yeah that's it I said, oh dear so. Uh, I think for me, that's not so much more of a uh, an unpopular. That that's something that needs to change across the, the the industry, the culture of of gaming as a whole. You have these small pockets in different gaming sectors, if you like, um, and they just as these people go, oh, "You're not a gamer. You're not a gamer. You're not." Yeah, it's just yeah, just go away. And uh, nobody's a gamer. Like no. it's a, it's a stupid term and it needs to go. There we go. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna leave gamer on the island. We're gonna bury it and leave it there. Um, yeah. So from now on, no one can use that term. I have that power. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> next person on my Twitter, gamer. Uh, Let's wait for the tide to go out. Bury it over there and let the tide come in. That's it. So what about yourself, Chris? Your unpopular gaming opinion. Ooh, um, I think I'm going to probably hurt your feelings about this, though. Um, I don't think Metal Gear Solid was good after Metal Gear Solid 2. I had a conversation. <laughs> I had a conversation two weeks on the trot, right? With really nice people that we just we just gushed over Metal Gear. All of them. This podcast's over. Done. <laughs> no, do you know what? I adore Metal Gear, and I but I know its flaws. I genuinely do. I'm not one of these people who sit here and go, it's the be- it is the best game on the planet, but at the same time, I can respect people's opinions to it. And it is one of those opinions that Metal Gear for me is, it's, as they went on, they became more like, um, you either like it or you don't. You know, I'm yeah. quite, quite level-headed with, with it, and I know it's got its problems. But go on, elaborate why you'd think Metal Gear 2. Because you're going to upset a lot of people. <laughs> so I was, 
I was really excited about Snake Eater when it came, like, mm. when it was like all the the info was coming out about it and all this stuff. But then when I started to play it, I didn't like, and then and then and the fact that you had to like essentially take care of Snake, like make sure he's fed, make sure he sleeps, make sure his clothes are clean. Like I don't want another kid. I have three. I'm good. Like <laughs> you know. I, that that was like that the whole management of snake was like that that, that totally drew me out out of the game and then I, I think it continues with the other games too right or some to a, parts to a of de- it. degree I mean you can clear up horse poo in phantom uh, phantom pain so it's like I that's not I, I'm here for the stealth action like that's what the whole yeah. thing was about and now it's like oh no his his stomach is rumbling it's like I, I or or yeah I don't know it was like the the new version of like a Tamagotchi or something like that, you know. And I was like, no, I, I can't, I can't do it anymore. Yeah, I'm, I don't really have much to say about it because I, I love the series, but I do I get know. it. I no, no, and yeah, you this 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 category wouldn't be in here if I you know if I was an easily offended person. I think for me, it's more of a case of Metal Gear has its fans. So it's again, it's the same as the the gamer term that earlier. It has its fans. Then it has its fans, mm. and if you dare say anything bad about, I don't know, and Snakey is the worst. The fan base for Snake Eater is the worst because really? they think that is the pinnacle of Metal Gear, huh. and it's like, but why? Why is it the pinnacle? And they say, oh, because you haven't got the radar, you've got the the stuff that you, the management system, and then I come in and go, Metal Gear Four was the best, and everyone's like, you're not a true Metal Gear fan. I was like, why not? That's the game I like. <laughs> I like it because it. I, I had a really good time with it, and it's my favorite. And I'd, I'd, I'd replay it. I was just like, do you know what? I can't. I haven't got time to be that invested in a fan base that I need to be like. Ugh. So yeah, I, it's a fair point. I mean, you're gonna upset some people, uh, <laughs> but yeah, to hear, uh, yeah, that goes on. That goes on the top five lists of uh, those two are probably my favorite unpopular opinions I've had. Um, Metal Gear is has been not very good beyond two. I think is is a very good point, but I think the the, the gamer one is is a completely different conversation. It's a it's a it's just a, it's it needs to stop. <laughs> more Metal Gears have come out since two than before two. Chris, you're saying that mostly Metal Gear isn't good. Full stop. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're saying two of them are good and the rest aren't. That's what I'm hearing. Well, it depends on yeah, how you I look mean, at four, it. Four was okay. Uh, I think the mustache bothered me a bit, <laughs> but um, and then yeah, fi- the Phantom Pain. Like, I don't know. I don't know what it was about that game that bothered me because like it has all the elements of like. Uh, oh no, I, I know what it was. It was the it was the base management stuff, like that. Yeah, I, mother base. Yeah, like taking care of that stuff. I was like, no, I just let me do a mission and go on, move, move on with my life. Like, yeah. and that's where like now, even more so, I've I've appreciated Splinter Cell more because like it was just you know here's here's a mission, go do it, and and they like I I went back and played the original Splinter Cell. I was like, this game still works, and I, I heard that they're, they're, if they remake this game and they make it into like an open world. Assassin's Creed game, I will with burn. NFTs. 
P.O. <laughs> will burn the company down. <laughs> like, oh my god! We've, we, I haven't had any NFT talk on the show yet, so there's, that's a thing. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's also just to flip it on the head. The whole Metal Gear thing, Chris. Say two is in chronological order is the one before four. So are you saying you know because anything after four, uh, anything after two is is bad, which means actually only four is bad because that's the one that comes in the timeline. <laughs> the other ones happened before two. So um, yeah, from a Metal Gear fan point, you, you yeah, it means they're all good. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. If you want to go that way, sure. In Metal Sorry, Gear, I don't think that was his intent. That's, that's how it's I heard what, it. What I, what I played, what I played. <laughs> In that order. Oh, the unpopular opinion one always puts... It's like, uh, I don't know if I really should say this. Because uh, it's it. It's out Although there now. I will say, Metal Gear Rising Revengeance was a good game. It was, yes. Yeah, it was a good game. Uh, it's because it has no kind of like... How do you put it? It's just a spin-off. And yeah. a lot of the... Apart from that Metal Gear Survive thing. Uh, <laughs> which, it was a good It was a good spin-off. Yeah. And it was... It was fairly short too i think i beat it in a day yeah and it was just sort of like it took like kojima's stuff and like went off because i think it was by platinum right platinum yep. did that game yeah and they're just as crazy with their storylines and stuff like that too so it was like it was insane but it was a good time a good okay time. so we've started to burn the internet down now we're going to tear it down. So this comes to be at the part of, which is one of my favorite parts of the podcast, where we sit and we talk about what games you're going to leave behind. The way I describe this to my guests is which side you want to be on the force. Okay? If, if you watch Star Wars, then you'll know what I mean. If you haven't, basically, if you want to take some good games and keep them there so no one else can play them, or if you want to help the world, world and save it by eradicating bad games. Now... I don't have any prep to this. I don't. My guests don't tell me. Now we've got two guests on, as you've guessed. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to do two separate polls, and we're going to see which person's games get left behind, and we're going to have a winner and a loser out of this one. So we'll go one each first. So we'll go your first game, and then we'll go. So we'll go Chris, Tom, Tom, Chris. We'll go like that. So oh, sorry, we'll go Chris, Tom, Tom. Uh, however you want to do it. Sorry. Sure. Yeah. Back and forth. <laughs> back and forth. Back and forth. Uh, of your games that you'll leave behind. So, Chris, your first game that you're leaving behind, and why? Ooh, I am. Yeah, the first game I'm gonna leave behind because it is a bad game to me is Bloodborne. <laughs> there's, I tried there's, to play this game so many times. <laughs> this game so many times. I, it is such an ugly game, and I couldn't get past the first level. I was like, I can't. I, it was just too ugly. I don't know why people like these games. Like, I'm, I, I'll, I'll patiently wait for Elden Ring to come out to Game Pass. That's what I'll do. When it comes to Game Pass, maybe I'll try it. Other than that, I am not touching that. I'm just saying that. So I'm burying that as far as, as far as I can in the desert. Bloodborne is going because it's oh, a bad game. Oh, the, uh, oh, I'm a little bit scared to finish the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh dear, I, I don't think you should give out your social media at the end. No. Um, <laughs> so, uh, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> not only did you say you leave behind, you said Bloodborne was a bad game. I was like, 
<laughs> anyway, as you can say, I'm a little bit hysteric. This, this is, this always does it to me. I love this, but this is great because we all have, we do have those opinions of those games. They, they, they taint us. Like they, and I mean that in a way that if we can't get on with it, why should we? Just because people say it's a good game, why should we endure that pain? Mm. You know, gaming is subjective. A game I would leave behind is Octopath Traveler because that game is crap. <laughs> I've, I've yeah I've heard I've heard like everyone's like oh you got to play you got to play that game too I'm like no I don't, don't put yourself through it Tom what's your first game all right so th- I'm having a little fun with this so I want to leave Battletoads there oh there's a reason that I want to leave it there okay <laughs> I have a spent my life hearing people ask for this stupid ass game. And I want to send every single one of them to this deserted island. So uh, there you go. You want it? I know where it is. I'll give you a one-way ticket there. Bury uh, them with it. That's yeah, like... there you go. I, I'll, I'll give you directions. Then you could never come back from there. Ooh, okay, because I know Battletoads has got a following. Oh, oh yeah. it It's actually a pretty fun game. Um, I And so, like, if... If I was stuck there, maybe I would play it while I was there. But I like the idea of putting it somewhere where I know where it is and I can tell you where it is. And for being annoying, your punishment is having to go live on a desert island to play this game. So there you go. I, I'm also thoroughly disappointed in the the game that came out recently, the Battletoads game, because it didn't have oh, yeah. online co-op. No, it didn't. Like, oh, yeah. So... To be clear, I'm talking about the original NES yeah, Battletoads, yeah. the one that everybody asked for. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm genuinely crying uh, from from these arts. Brilliant. Uh, I don't know why I do it to myself. Chris, what's your second game, and and why are you leaving it behind? So this is a game that I would leave behind because it is a good game, and I want okay. people to uh, appreciate it. And as Batman: Arkham City. That game was that like it it def- it was like the perfect superhero game outside of you know the the PlayStation Four Spider Man, but and eh, even Spider Man Two. But anyway, um, but like that was like the best Batman game ever. Full stop. Like it was it did everything right. It had Kevin Conroy doing the voice, Mark Hamill. Like how do you get any better than that? Yeah, you know, and you know that's a game I would. Like I would if you're if you're stuck on Desert Island and you need to play a game, play Batman Arkham City. Okay. So. That's a that's a nice choice. And there's good reason for it. Yeah, it's good. Uh it's actually on my backlog to play. It's been out for years and I've yeah. never got around to getting it done. And I will be once I've done Divinity Original Sin, that's the next game on my backlog to to play. So it's it's next in the list. And and honestly, I've managed to stay away from spoilers. I know nothing about that game. Good. So I'm looking forward to yeah. experience because friends of mine have said you need to play this. Uh, the story's incredible, this, that, and the other. So I'm looking forward to to getting involved in that. So yeah, Tom, what's your last one? And uh, why? Well, for those who are wondering, he is grinning like a Cheshire cat. He's <laughs> laughing away at this. So it's either going to be, it's either going to, it's going to completely tear everyone apart, or is is something he can't wait to leave behind. Uh, yeah. So I'm stunned that Chris did not bury this out there before he buried Bloodborne. Uh, Five Nights at Freddy's. Oh, my God. Yes, you're right. (laughs) Uh, I don't know how Chris left it on the table, but 
I'm his friend and his co-host. So I will do this for you, Chris. We will bury Five Nights at Freddy's on this island. And uh, hopefully everyone's memory of it, too, so we don't have to hear about how good it is. Because it isn't. I've never played a FNAF game. I think it's abbreviated to or something. Yep. Yep. Uh, I don't understand the, the, the need or the want. I don't like horror games for a start. So I just don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it, was... it has obviously a very large following. They've made more than one of them. And one of them is the number of many that they should have made. Um, but uh, yeah, no, they're, they're not fun. They're not good. And if you like to be scared, I don't know, find some other way to scare yourself. Play Alien, Alien Isolation. That's a good horror game. Yeah, there you go. There you go. I recommend playing that. Um, so that's a forty, like thirty-hour game, though, isn't it? Alien Isolation. Yeah. Yeah, the first half is really good. The second half is terrible. Oh. <laughs> the first. So I don't care. I'm going to spoil it. So uh, the first half has you running away from you know the alien, the xenomorph, or whatever you call it. Then the second half has you running away from cyborgs. It goes, what? it's like part alien isolation, part Doctor Who. What? <laughs> it's so weird. Like, it's such a crazy kind of like weird upside down. I mean, if you want to, you can play it on your iPad. I don't know who would want to play it on their iPhone or their <laughs> iPad. Like, yeah, I did it, as I said earlier, I did it in um, VR. In yeah. VR, it's the most, apart from Resident Evil 7, is the most scary experience I've ever had. Sitting here with a headset on, and you can hear the alien come behind you with the oh, lights geez. off. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, it's uh, it's not my wife. I'm just checking if she was sitting behind me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but hearing it, like, was just the most insane experience. Um, I had to stop after about 45, because I, I genuinely felt sick. I don't do horror games. I don't do horror games very well, but there's something about Alien Isolation that made me... I was compelled to play it. But I was so disappointed in the latter half of the game. Like, so, yeah. But Five Nights at Freddy, I don't understand the obsession. Um, I know Game Theory, Matt Pat, has made hundreds of videos on the series. Like, just... I don't get it. I don't get the obsession with Five Nights at Freddy. I think it's also just like people like to see other people get scared. Yeah. Right? That There's that part of it too. Yeah. yeah. There. Oh, there's another unpopular opinion for me. Reaction videos are stupid. <laughs> the whole genre needs to be set on fire. Just, just go go watch the thing yourself. Yeah, honestly, and react to it yourself. We have Tom's Tom's unpopular opinions. That's a that's a whole show. That's a that's a new part of. Uh, it's, it's, that's all I've got is unpopular opinion. <laughs> that's great. That's great. Um, guys, thank you so much. A, this was a blast. Uh, B, I think uh, you know jointly it went really well. I, you know, it was it was a lot of fun having you both on. I really really appreciate it. I'm sorry it's lasted longer than 22 minutes, Tom. I really do apologize. <laughs> uh, Chris warned me. I was prepared. <laughs> we, uh, you know, we're we're you know we're sorry about that. Um, but thank you again. Uh, just let us know where we can find you on your corner of the internet. Sure, but first of all, thank you so much for having us on the show. This is this was really fun. Um, Rich and you know, these are these are great questions. Also, by the way, like there was, I I, I had a good I had a great time 
figuring out what I wanted to say on the show. <laughs> so it was, uh, it was fun, but, um, yeah, you can, you can hit us up on Twitter cause I'm sure with all of our unpopular opinions, you're going to do that now, uh, at TC one H one D is our Twitter handle. Um, you know, we've got our podcast on, I think pretty much all the podcast platforms now. Yeah. So, you know, whether it's Spotify, Google podcasts, Apple podcasts, whatever it is, it is one hour, one decision. That's the name of the podcast. And um, what else? Yeah, we, we're on Twitch at uh, twitch.tv slash 1H1D. We stream, but not for a very long time. We just pl- we just play the game and um, play the game for the hour and then go go about our business. But And, uh, and yeah, finally, we are, we're on YouTube. Um, hopefully getting our subscribers up there so that we can actually do youtube.com slash 1H1D. But... You know, we don't actually have a, a I know that pain. URL yet. Yeah, I yes. know that pain. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> YouTube.com slash boop. Is the thing. Yeah. No, guys, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, I'm not a interviewer by trade. It's not my thing. You know, I just love talking to people and having Great. you both on, you know, sitting down. I don't call I, I, It's not an interview. It's just a sit down chat about what games you would take on a desert island, you and Tom. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, I genuinely am scared to release this episode. Uh, like I'm going to listen to it back and it's going to give me palpitations thing. And I've got to release this in a couple of weeks. So um, yeah, you know, but thank you so much. If you're listening to the show, thank you for listening. Go check them out on their podcast. They've told you where they are. You'll find their links all in the podcast description. Um, if the video comes out all right and it's all right with these guys, it'll go onto the desert Island games, YouTube channel as well. Uh, so you can watch us talk and just, laugh uh genuinely i had an amazing time so thank you so much for joining me and uh yeah we'll catch you both soon thanks Thanks. for having us cool and done sweet there you go thank you very much i appreciate that that was that was a lot of fun (laughs) yeah Yeah, i i I have so much more stuff written down (laughs) more hot takes from tom more hot takes oh, yeah, from Tom. Man. Yeah, no, that was good. It was, um, yeah, I didn't know how it was going to go with with two people from the same show, and yeah, so that was yeah. it was quite nice to do because I've got one coming up in a couple of weeks where there's there's going to be like three or four people. Oh wow! Uh, so we're kind of doing a bit of a. We I've had to split the questions up a little bit differently. They've divided some of the questions out, and yeah. some of them are going to be done in the same way. But we were recording for about an hour and a half, so it was quite nice. It was a bit a bit of the beginning, uh, but yeah. I, I'll edit it, drop me the link when it's done. Yeah. And then, yeah. Uh, but no, thank you so much. Um, Jesus Christ, Bloodborne. What are you <laughs> doing to me? Sorry. Yeah. I have it still installed on my... Oh, I have a hotter take than that. But I... I, I mean, no, we're not recording now anyway. Um, I, I never played the new God of War. And I don't think I, I will ever play it. So. I, I own it. And I haven't played it. Yeah. And I've played every other God of War. Yeah, I, I have exactly. I've done. I played every other. God. I just have no interest in playing this one. I got an even hot take. That's I played it for an hour and think it's crap. Oh. <laughs> wow, that's not good. That's amazing. I, like I get it, but I ain't got time for it. Yeah, I, I I don't know why it exists. I mean, I guess when I play it, it eventually maybe I'll understand why it exists. Oh, I don't get but it. Like. Uh, I, I already I own it. I already I already have it. Like it, it's yeah. yeah. 
it is one of those things that I just don't understand. Like, why? What yeah. was wrong with the older, like, God of War? Or, you know, bring... The... And, it, like, I don't get game studios that need... that. I do, I know why, because money. Um, yeah. But there's that constant need to do it. Like, oh, we've got this franchise that's been dormant for the last five years, five, ten years. Let's do this to it. You know? Yeah. And, you know, God of War, okay, yeah, critically, it was an absolute success. There's nothing wrong with it. But because I turn around and say I couldn't get on with it, people are like, well, you know. You're not a gamer. You're not a gamer. And it's like, gamer. <laughs> you know, so I don't know. I just think it's oh. just exists for the sake of, oh, let's let's make loads of money. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's what it is. Yeah. Right? Like, without the, without the financial pressure to release something that is a guaranteed win, would that game have been made? And my mm-hmm. guess is no. No, no. I have an even hotter take breath of the wild is not a great game i played it for a few hours and stopped playing it i i i got it with the launch of the system was really jazzed to play it and i played it i don't know what my playtime in it is but it ain't a lot yeah um and i never went back to it i've done it i've done master mode i've done both modes i've and i've I've beaten ganon i've done like enough to say uh you know but the weapon durability, any any game that has oh, yeah, a weapon durability system needs to be shipped into a, a, a dumpster and set on fire because yeah. it makes no sense. And people, again, give Nintendo so much praise for this thing. I'm like, no. And it feels so empty. Like, yeah. just such like a it's, just, empty it's game. Like purposely just spread out. Yeah. Yep. Uh, or not purposely, but like, um, yeah, uh, yeah. Like they, they, they're trying to make you walk as far as you can, or yeah. get to to get to the place. Yeah. People rag yeah, on like Ubisoft open world games for being too dense or walking style similar, but Breath of the Wild is that pinnacle of we're gonna place an object here, but then you've got to walk halfway across the map to get the next thing, and it's like mm-hmm. how, yeah, yeah, infuriates me. me too. So I, I've yet to, I've yet to play that or purchase or play that game as I'm like, if it's like those other open world games, I'm like, I'm not going to, I'm probably not going to enjoy it. I love a good open world game and I have a soft spot for Ubisoft. I really do. That's like, again, as an unpopular opinion that I have this soft spot for Ubisoft, but <laughs> um, because they're a bad company, they're terrible and they make copy paste games, but oh, people give God. Ubisoft a lot of stick for what they produce. But Phoenix, Immortal Phoenix Rising is a better game than Breath of the Wild. I've heard that. I've yeah. actually heard that. I'm waiting for something to be thrown at my, from my son because he adores Breath of the Wild. So I'm kind of like this at the minute. So, but Immortal Phoenix Rising is a better game. So, in my I, I heard that. Yeah, I heard. Um, well, supposedly this is supposed to be some sort of thing with uh, Ubi Plus and Game Pass. Like just how they have like the EA thing. It's rumored that they're supposed to be bringing it to Game Pass. Um, if it was cheaper, I'd sign up for it. But it's, I, I think in America it's like fifteen or sixteen dollars for Ubisoft subscription. Yeah. Where uh, if it, if it's coming, then I, and then I get to play that game, uh, I'll give it a shot. It's it is a good game. So, but no, thank again, thank you guys. I really appreciate it. Yeah. It'll get edited um, over the next sort of uh, week. The actual poll for your um, games left behind won't go out until the show goes live. Yeah. So the show goes sense. on a Monday, um, and then I normally announce the results on the show after. 
Okay. Okay. Cool. So we'll see. I have a funny feeling that Battletoads and Five Nights at Freddy are going to be the two games that get left behind because I don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Uh, unless, unless a crowd comes for Bloodborne. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. All good. All good. Uh, yeah. So thank you again. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks again for having us, Rich. Yeah, no worries. Thank you. I'll catch up with you soon. Have a good night. Bye. Cheers. Bye. Bye.